Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga. I'm joined, as always, by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Uh, Paul, busy week, uh, blockbuster week for the Indians, really, if you, you think about it. This is, this is the, the week that sort of is going to determine the, the fate of the 2019 season with uh, the big moves for Yasiel Puig and Fran Mil Reyes. The Indians finally add the bats that they were so desperate for since the beginning of spring training. And uh, they ship out Trevor Bauer, who, who, who had a, a, an up-and-down year. And, and, and really sort of the, the lasting image we're going to have of him is Bauer launching that ball over the wall in Kansas City. Uh, just your quick assessment of the trade and, and what Puig and, and, and Reyes are going to bring to the Indians. You know, I like, uh, I like the trade, Joe. I, I don't like giving up the 165 innings or whatever it was, Bauer threw leading the American League, leading all of baseball in innings pitch. Uh, that's going to be hard to replace. I think we saw that. That became evident last night with uh, Danny Salazar's performance, if you can call it that. And uh, you know they're going to be they're going to be uh, scrambling for a pitcher. But you know obviously this really changes the dynamic of this offense. Uh, you got Puig in the middle. He t- hit two rockets last night. He also you know made a base running mistake, which you know, took off on his own trying to score in that short sacrifice fly attempt, which was probably, you know, that has marked his play since he came to the big leagues, that kind of play. But I sure, he sure looks great looking at hitting in that number four spot. And, uh, you know, uh, Fran Mill Reyes, uh, big dude, got a hit in his first at bat. Uh, I think, and, you know, he's, he's here to, through 2024. So, you know, I think he's going to grow in, into this club, grow into his spot in the lineup. I think Cleveland's going to love this guy. When, when you found out it was a, an outfielder coming from San Diego, were you surprised that it was Framil Reyes instead of Hunter, Hunter Renfro? I mean, Reyes really seems like a guy that a, a club could, could latch onto and, and project out as a long-term guy in, in the middle of their order. That was a little surprising, and I, I don't know if it's because, um, you know, the uh, um, you know San Diego has so many prospects that you know they just kind of pick or choose, or maybe they didn't see uh, you know uh, uh, Reyes as a full time outfielder. You know, he he has struggled defensively. There's no DH in the National League. Maybe that was he was a better fit here. And and Renfro, what what does he hit like? close to 40, 50 home runs over the last two years. So that's a, that's a, I, I would be a tough guy for me to let go of if I'm uh, running the Padres. So the Indians bring in Yasiel Puig, who uh, famously now ha- was in a, in the middle of a fight when he found out that he was <laughs> traded to the Indians uh, already fighting Pittsburgh players, which is always a good thing when you're coming to Cleveland. But uh, a three game suspension handed down by the league yesterday, Puig's going to appeal. Uh, that's going to got to factor in at some point. He, he'll probably miss some games, but uh, 
you know, this is the kind of guy, uh, Terry Francona spoke of, you know, if something ever goes down uh, in these, these final 10 games with the twins, he's going to be right behind the Osiel Puig. I mean, that <laughs> this, this is a guy, this is what the Indians sort of maybe have been missing here is this uh, likes to fight guy gets, gets in there and mixes, mixes it up. And he said in his first availability with the, the Cleveland media, he said he's going to continue to fight. He used the word fight in his, in his press conference. He said, we're going to continue to fight. So you, you got to like the, the, the spirit in adding this guy, even if it is just for these, these final two months. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, you know, I like his talent, you know, I like his athletic ability. We saw, you know, Cole threw in on him uh, last night uh, in the, later in the game and he backed out and, you know, I just hope, every game isn't like a bench clearing brawl, you know, but he, you know, so he shot a stare at him. I don't think he's going to be intimidated, but, but let's hope he continues uh, the offense. You know, that's what they need. They need him to stay on the field. You know, I don't see how he gets uh, this appeal gets reduced or or taken away. He was in the middle of that thing. So, I mean, I think those are three games that are going to hang tough. He's been, he's been kicked out of three games already. This is his second suspension. And you saw what the uh, MLB did with David Bell as manager in Cincinnati. So I, would, I, I don't think this is going to be reduced at all. So this is three games they're going to be without him, you know, somewhere down the road here. And I, I think the quicker, you know, they make a decision on that and, and get that behind them, the Indians are probably better off. Well, uh, Puig mentioned yesterday uh, sitting down and having the chance, uh, he, he's going to get the chance at some point to, sit down and talk with, with Terry Francona. And he, he mentioned that, you know, Francona's reputation as, as a manager and just the opportunity to, to, to make him a better person and a better baseball player, I think is something that, that Puig is, is going to welcome. Uh, so, you know, who knows, maybe he gets, maybe he gets super comfortable uh, here in Cleveland. And, and by the time uh, free agency rolls around, he gets, gets talked about or gets put in the mix. That would be nice. Uh, you know, I, I don't see it happening. I think he's going to no. get some money. And, you know, but you never know with this market, Joe, the way the market has changed the last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, anything is possible. You know, you right. can't make him a qualifying offer because he got traded in the middle of the season. But uh, so maybe, you know, it depends, I guess, how things work out. You know, maybe if the Indians get into the postseason or they continue this run they're on, you know, get into the postseason. Puig has a good run. Who knows what happens? But I would think the odds are that he'll he'll be uh, packing his bag and headed off down the, down the road at the end of this all. Right. Uh, we mentioned Terry Francona. Uh, Francona missed last night's game after having unexpected eye surgery uh, prior to yesterday's game. Uh, we got the word from Indians personnel that. Uh, the lights were, were were causing him a little bit of an issue. So Brad Mills uh, managed the game yesterday, uh, and 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 we saw what happened with Danny Salazar unable to hit, uh, you know, 90 miles an hour on the radar gun. Uh, some sort of groin issue was preventing that. Uh, didn't mention whether or not his his shoulder felt all right, but uh, how does Salazar's performance impact the rotation moving forward now that you don't have a Trevor Bauer? Uh, and and you're going to have a hole somewhere along the line where, where you're going to have to make a move. Yeah, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if they put him on the you know the injured list today. I mean, if the guy if the guy can't throw 
90 miles an hour, you know, a guy that's, you know, that's lived at, that we heard was thrown 92 to 93 miles an hour sitting there during his rehab and you expected, and it is always thrown, you know, high velocity, 95, 96, 97, you know, before the shoulder surgery, uh, you know, you're going to really run him out there and have him throw 79 miles an hour the next time. I, I don't see it. I, I, I can't, I, 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 they've got to make a move and they've got to add a starter. Uh, you know, they've got a couple choices. Uh, Logan Allen, the guy they added in, in the Bauer deal, one of the five guys, he's at double A now. He, he pitched some for uh, San Diego this year. You've got uh, Savali down in Columbus, who's off the uh, injured list and has made a couple of starts. Uh, but, you know, I, this, you know, I don't know. It's it just, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't know what, I thought we were watching a, a softball pitcher last night, Joe. I, I didn't know what was going on. And, you know, and if he's hurt, you know, why, why is he still out there for four innings? Get and, him out of there if he's hurt. And, and according to Salazar, he was hurt early and it just started to get worse. And, and he said something finally in the fourth inning. Now, no, just looking at the line, the stat line, he he walked what, what five guys? Or well, I think he walked, he walked three guys. Walked two three guys, guys, two strikeouts. Two he right. did okay, but I right. think that was because the Padres were stunned. They're thinking this guy, you know, they're looking at the old, waiting for the old Danny Salazar, the guy that throws ninety five, and here's a guy he's throwing below hitting speed. So I right. think they were just shocked that you know that that he was he was all of a sudden he's a junk ball pitcher. Well, uh, you mentioned Logan Allen, a uh, left-hander who uh, he has a couple of starts for the Padres uh, in his career. Uh, he would be the first left-handed starter for the Indians if he does come up and, and make a start. Be the first uh, lefty starter since Ryan Merritt in 2017. So, yeah. you know, think about that. It's it's been more than more than a year since the Indians have have had a left-handed starter in their rotation. Yeah, that could help them. And, you know, I know they kind of – they like uh, Allen, uh, the Indians. He's got – you know, he throws four pitches. Uh, they – they I think they wanted to see him get a little more seasoning, you know, in the minors, double-A, triple-A maybe, before they brought him up. But the fact that he's pitching the big leagues is a plus. And, uh, you know, I, I think we could see him real soon here. I You know, I I wouldn't be surprised. And Or Savali, one, one or the other, they're going to need a – you know, they're going to need a starter. And, uh, you know, it's ironic that, you know, the, obviously they trade Bauer and, and Salazar comes up and, you know, he was an iffy proposition at best. He, he thought he was going to be an opener. And now I don't think he can even be an opener at that what, with what, where he's at right now physically. So, uh, you know, and that's why they tried so hard to uh, the, in uh, going right to the end of the deadline to get another starter. They were in on Aaron Sanchez. They were in on Rourke. Um, you know, so they were in on wood. They tried to get wood from uh, Cincinnati, but, uh, you know, none of that worked. And uh, so now we'll see. Now, you know, you, they've got to scramble a little bit. And, and don't forget, you're still a few weeks away from Corey Kluber uh, yeah, being able right. to contribute. Uh, he hasn't even been sent out. He's, he's going to pitch a sim game uh, prior to tomorrow's uh, game against the Angels. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. And you know, possibly the next step is a is a, a rehab start somewhere to start getting him built up. But it's it's going to be mid to late August before you get Corey Kluber uh, into your plans as well. Yeah, and you know what is what is Corey going to be able to do? You know, that's the question. I mean, uh, is this going to be another Salazar? Is this going to be or is this going to be the Corey Kluber that started the season? Is it going to be the Corey Kluber that was 
somehow, you know, that won 20 games last year, you know, that's a roll of the dice right now. And, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I admire him for, for working as hard as he has and pushing as hard as he has because he, because he's definitely, you know, kind of pushing the envelope here. And, uh, it, but that's, you know, really a big question mark to me. I, who knows, you know, what version we get of a, a, a two-time Cy Young winner. Right. And, you know, another big question mark is the Indian schedule coming up in, in the coming weeks. Uh, the month of August is going to do them no favors as uh, there is an upcoming road trip to New York where they spend uh, seven days there uh, right after they go to Boston or they have Boston at home. And then New York, uh, this is after a, a, a three-game trip to Minnesota uh, next weekend. So uh, really those, those series right there, you get Minnesota, Boston, and the Yankees back to back to back. And then you've got the, the Mets after that while you're still in New York. Yeah, the uh, Mets team that's playing really well right Yeah, now. they won like five in a row, something like that. Uh, saving Mickey Calloway's job. Yeah. Uh, so, so really just the way this month of August is going to stack up, uh, they don't have a lot of time to get these new guys sort of integrated into the whole, you know, buying in and the clubhouse atmosphere and everything. It's, it's hit the ground running and let's go. Yeah, you know, and that's, that's how it usually is, uh, you know, at the trade deadline on July 31st. And, uh, you know, it takes a little while. I think, you know, clubs, you know, kind of maybe take a step back, maybe takes them a couple days to adjust. But, you know, baseball is baseball. These guys have been playing now since uh, March 28th. So I don't think it'll take, it'll take long to, uh, you know, kind of just get, get that whole lineup together. Uh, you know, physically, though, you know, health-wise, you know, you've, you have to be concerned about uh, the rotation. I think that's, that's a key, key element going forward here and, and, you know, how they handle this tough stretch coming up. All right. And we've got, uh, you know, Shane Bieber is probably pitching at his highest level uh, that we've seen out of him in, in two years or in, in actually a little more than one full year uh, at the major league level. Uh, Mike Clevenger appears to be showing no ill effects of the the shoulder injury or the back injury from earlier in the year. So you've got, you know, some some pretty solid bullets in number one and number two there. But, you know, from there on, you've got a rookie in Zach Plesak and then a lot of question marks. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely. And, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, we've got Adam Plutko in there. There's Plutko, you add him, he looks like, you know, his, he's kind of moved into a regular rotation spot. And then in that fifth spot, it's, it's kind of, a, you, know, you know, a flip a coin. And you, they've got, what, two off days in August. So you're not going to be skipping any guys. You know, you're going to have to run that fifth starter out there, whoever it is. So, uh, you know, I would think they're going to – you know, they've got some decisions ahead of them. And, uh, you know, this is where you, you miss that August 31st uh, – you know, the waiver deadline, uh, the Indians were always good at that. Right. They always added some, you know, uh, you know, useful talent, and that's gone. This would be the time to go out and get a Justin Verlander, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room here, uh, the Trevor Bauer trade being the, uh, the big move. Uh, obviously, Sunday in Kansas City uh, was, was not fun for anybody to watch unless maybe you were sitting in the, the Kansas city dugout, uh, you know, making jokes about it, but to watch Trevor Bauer melt down on the mound, not be able to get himself out of a situation and then to react the way he did, 
did you did you figure at that point that that Bauer was Bauer's time in Cleveland was was pretty much over? You know, I didn't, Joe, because I you know I thought okay, you know, there's worse things in the world. Guys have been showing frustration in baseball for over a hundred years. Maybe not on the field. You know, they do it in the dugout or in in the locker room, in the shower room, something. You know, they break start breaking stuff. Uh, I but I with me I I. I just from uh, watching Trevor, you know, for the last six, seven years, it, it didn't surprise – the fact that he, you know, uh, just kind of lost it didn't surprise me. That he lost it on the field did, you know. And I, I thought, you know, that, you know, the, uh, the way, you know, Tito talked to you guys after the game, and I, I didn't think it, it was that big – I thought it was an issue, but, you know, I talked to Antonetti. He didn't think that would bot, that would affect – his trade value, I guess that was the, the big concern. Would you be able to trade him? And uh, I thought they, they had a problem with it, but I didn't think it was, you know, that big a problem organizationally. But, you know, after he got traded and when Tito said he was worried about it, you know, that's when the kind of the red light, you know, the, like the flag went up and said, okay, this was a bigger issue than I thought it was. And, and you know, be, before they traded him, when we were talking to Francona in the uh, – you know, the pregame uh, press conference, he said, that, you know, that even if he, he – that by that time he'd been fined by the Amer- Major League Baseball, but the Indians were still going to, you know, uh, discipline him mm-hmm. in, in some manner. They were still talking about disciplining him. And I was – you know, I was – I'm still wondering what that would have been if they didn't make the trade. So then you got the feel that this was a little more than, uh, than just, you know, some guy blowing off steam. Right. And – really that that whole idea of well we didn't know how it was going to affect the clubhouse or what impact it would have had on the rest of the team <clears throat> that's something that Bauer seems to be holding on to himself and in his comments to the media you know after that uh didn't really agree with that so be looking forward to that as they go to spring training maybe next year if he's still with the Reds at that time uh or any other time in the future that he faces the Indians that's the point that's going to get brought up is the fact that at the very end, the Indians thought that Bauer's, you know, attitude, the way he conducted himself or whatever, uh, his actions were going to turn the clubhouse in some way, shape or form. And that's why they got rid of him. And, yeah. and Bauer's going to be, Bauer's the kind of guy that will hold on to that forever. And every time he comes to progressive field or faces the Indians, he, that's what's going to drive him. Yeah, and I mean, and that, that, and I could see that, and I could see the Indians' point. Now, do they want Clevenger doing that? You know, do they want him throwing a ball over the center field fence every time he has a bad inning? Do they want Bieber doing that? And, uh, you know, just going to be that if, – if they didn't come down – if he stayed with this club and they didn't come down hard on him, and uh, do they suspend this guy? I think they would have had to suspend him. I really do. Right. Because if you don't, there's going to be, you know, 15 guys in one corner saying – you know, if I did that, I'd be out of here. And right. there's going to be 10 guys in, in Bauer's corner. So, you know, that's how you split a clubhouse. Right. And just being around Clevenger and Bieber, I, I think, to answer your question, I don't think that's even a question that either of them would never do something like that. But but you never know. It's, it, it's baseball. I mean, they followed him around. Game. I mean, he was their guy, you know. And yeah, I, but that's, they, they're, they're following him around to get pitching tips because he was the smartest guy in the room when it came to pitching. Not necessarily following him around to – mimic his antics on or off the field in terms yeah. of social media or all that. 
I think they pick up more about the craft of pitching from Bauer than they do how to be, you know, not a 12 year old kid on the field. So, yeah, I, yeah, you're probably right. But I, I just think, you know, obviously Francona has, uh, was saw something and I don't know if this, you know, this was six or seven years of a, of a manager biting his tongue over a talented, but uh, petulant uh, pitcher. Um, and finally, he had reached a breaking point and just said, you know, because you never hear him say anything like that about a player, especially a player that's gone. You know, right. if, if you're going to say it, you usually say it when the guy is here. You right. Know? Well, the, like you said, the, the waves crash against the ocean. Eventually, the ocean wins, right? Then it yeah. just wears you down. Uh, highs and lows of Trevor Bauer. Obviously, uh, uh, you know, he, we've got – I just I jotted down a few of them here. Vowing never to sign a long-term contract always going year to year, something about changing uh, the way that the game of baseball, uh, you know, operates and, and whatnot. He, he wants to be an agent of change, that kind of thing. Uh, he, he tweeted at uh, Trump detractors uh, online and, and, you know, stuck up and said, you know, uh, all of his teammates uh, in, in the clubhouse uh, had voted for Trump or, or were, were Trump supporters. And Dan Otero's wife came back at him online and said something to the effect of, uh, not all of us guys. Come on. Um, he had the uh, the dust up with the Houston Astros, accusing their pitchers of using "quote unquote" sticky substances uh, to to increase their spin rates. Um, he got into an online fight with a college girl and basically sicked all of his uh, social media followers on this 21 year old who said she was having nightmares afterwards because because she said that she liked or she she was a fan of Alex Bregman. And Bauer was the least favorite player in the in, in the game, uh, saying on Twitter that uh, it was a plot twist. He was better than Corey Kluber last year, something that you just don't really do. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the drone incident in the ALCS, throwing the ball out of the, the, the stadium in Kansas City, uh, missing a month after taking a line drive off the leg and basically MFing you in the clubhouse afterwards uh these are all the the lowlights of trevor bauer as a as an indians player uh what say you paul hoynes about the the tenure of 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 bauer as he leaves it was interesting joe definitely interesting he made things interesting every day you know i liked his drive i really did i admired that about him i i did not uh, always agree with him i thought uh i thought he you know he he would do all these all those things you said he did and more and the next day he'd always apologize, you know, he, so he always had that as a fallback, you know, but it never stopped him from doing it, doing the next thing, you know, taking the next step and that, you know, so I don't know if he learned from it. I don't think he learned from, from the mistakes, but I, I admired the way he, he, he uh, built himself as a pitcher and made himself a pitcher and, and worked hard at, at getting better. I thought uh, sometimes that even got in the way of his progress. Um, you know, he, he studied it so hard that he he felt that if he put a pitch in a certain place after studying the hitter, hitter's weakness and the hitter still got a hit, that wasn't his fault, you know, because he put it in the right, in the proper place and his hitter wasn't supposed to hit that. Well, baseball doesn't work like that. And not, you can't make everything, you know, a science project, you know, it's, Two plus two sometimes doesn't equal four. It was a random variance. A random, random variance. Random variables, yeah. Well, hey, you know, I, I spent, you know, a minute there uh, listing all the, the low points for Trevor Bauer. Some of the highlights, uh, 
you know, he made his Indians debut in 2013, April 6th against Tampa Bay. Uh, he had his first 10 strikeout game the next year against Chicago White Sox. Uh, seven no-hit innings against uh, Toronto on April 4th of this season. His first complete game shutout a couple weeks later against Detroit. Uh, he went five and a third innings hitless against the Yankees in the division series in 2017 in game one, a game that the Indians come out uh, on, on top and, and win. Um, but even like funny stuff, like imitating his uh, teammates batting stances in Pittsburgh back in that 2015. Was great. I, I really that was that. a lot of fun. That, that, that's fun, Trevor Bauer. And, uh, you know, the mini team Cleveland baseballs in 2017, uh, where, where Bauer and Cookie, every time the Indians were ahead, they would make uh, basically voodoo doll baseballs out of uh, their teammates' faces. That was great. And that was yeah. when you looked at it and you said Trevor Bauer could be all of these great things, and so, so much uh, positive. And then, uh, and of course, the 69 Days of Giving campaign where every uh, dollar figure and uh, day and all that was had something to do with the numbers 69 and 420 because. Trevor Bauer could also be a child, but in the end, he's giving away a large portion of his salary to charitable organizations. Now, yeah, but th that was the thing that drove me crazy about him. There always had to be a like a dark side to it. Even, right. a, even a nice thing like that, there always had to be some edge to it, and there was no reason for it. No, you know, if you're going to give to charity, give to charity. You know, don't make it like a, a two-edged sword. It didn't have to be like that. Well, you know, for all his faults and foibles, uh, he, he was a great pitcher for the Cleveland Indians, ranking in the, uh, in, in the franchise leaders all time in strikeouts uh, in, in just a few, in, in what, just six seasons. It, it, one thing he could do was strike a batter out. He was, he was very good at that. So uh, he'll, he'll go down as one of, the, one of the better ones for the Indians in, in, in the club history. Uh, and, and for the time being, he's in Cincinnati. What do you think the chances are he is in a Cincinnati uniform at the start of next season? I think kind of low. You know, maybe they. You know, if, what is he going to take them to arbitration and um, you know? Make oh, I hope so. The Twenty million. And what do you think? Oh, I, I hope he might so. not win that case. Uh, but who knows? I I don't think it'll stop him. His you know? uh, his arbitration winning streak came came to an end when he chucked that ball over the center field wall. <laughs> That's a pretty good point. But I think Joe, this is. I think he's going to miss Cleveland. I really do. I think they went out of Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff created an environment for him to, uh, you know, become the pitcher he was to explore different parts of pitching. Uh, this is his last, I mean, if, if he follows his path, his career path, this is his last, uh, you know, uh, brush with stability with, uh, you know, coming to a locker room every day for six, seven years and knowing exactly where you're going to pitch, when you're going to pitch, who your teammates are, and uh, so. But so if he now now if he starts, you know, going from team to team to team, he's going to be you know he's going to be like Gaylord Perry and any other you know baseball mercenary. So I think he's going to probably look back on these days and, and miss them. Right, and the one thing that if he does jump from team to team every other year, and and become a, a trade chip pretty much every season at the trading deadline. He's going to have a chance to play for a lot more contenders. He's going to have a, a chance to play, uh, play in those big market cities that are going to be able to, to acquire him on those big contracts at the end of the year. And the chances that he wins a World Series championship or few uh, are, are, go way up. 
which I guess is, is, is great for Trevor Bauer if, if that's your, your ultimate goal. Uh, but I don't really get the feeling that that's his goal. I think his goal is to, to change the way the game is, is played in a lot of ways. And for, for a long time here in Cleveland, he did that. He, you know, a lot was written about him and, and his training methods and his, his belief system and, and his dating <laughs> His his dating life was the subject of a of a Sports Illustrated story. What is that? I mean, where, who where, they, where they said he basically said you could be my girlfriend, but we're not going to have feelings for each other. Like just crazy stuff. So we're going to miss that definitely in Cleveland. Uh, we'll miss those. We won't miss the the terse post game press conferences. Uh, but if you if you knew and you understand where where understood where he was coming from. I guess it was a little easier to, to sort of, uh, you know, go along with it. But, hey, it's all in the past. Uh, Bowers in the Reds uh, organization now, and the Indians are moving on. Uh, and we're going to move on here uh, shortly, too, uh, Paul. Uh, weekend series opening tonight against the Angels, and then the Indians are, are uh, you Texas know. Texas comes in for three. Mm-hmm. And then – yeah, four, yeah, four against Minnesota in 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 Target Field. That's gonna be that's gonna be a big series. Yeah, August gets August gets ugly. All right, uh, good to talk to you, Paul. We will uh, touch base again next week and uh, hear more from you on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. <laughs>